you know, on gas infrastructure, I would add something, you know. Um, we need to consider that it is, uh, that as options, then we have to accept that we will build some infrastructure which will not be used, which we could be used as a, <coughs> a negotiating tool. Let me take the, a practical example. Um, GDF Group is building today a regasification facility in Dunkerque, which will probably not be very used in the next uh, few years. But as a matter of fact, we decided to build that at the very time we decided to enter into negotiation with Gazprom for being a partner in South Stream. And I can assure you that uh, the Russians have understood that it was uh, a very sensible way to link with them in uh, building an infrastructure for pipe gas on one side and buying the, the option to import LNG at the same time. Then we will have to, to add probably, you know, this, uh, this dimension to, to our position on gas infrastructure in Europe. Renewable um, and the way to... <coughs> uh, of course, it's a big challenge, you know, to, to make possible to, for our electricity system to cope with uh, an awful lot of renewable. <coughs> uh, I would add that probably uh, another challenge is to uh, take into account that our customer will become even more responsive uh, than in, uh, in, the, in the past, you know and micro-generation or uh, decentralized uh, renewable, I would treat that as a demand-side uh, management problem. And uh, I just want to <coughs> share with you two, two things I learned in my career. You know, First of all, the first article written on time of use t prices in the electricity industry has been written in 1895, you know? then the idea to have a demand-side management is uh, starting from the very uh, beginning of the electricity industry. The second remark I want to share with you is, uh, <coughs> having worked a little bit on the demand-side management, uh, you know, we know uh, how to uh, load manage for decades or even centuries in, in the electricity industry. The real uh, technological revolution is not how to transmit an information to the customer, it, or how technically to transmit. This is internet protocol, which has made possible to be independent of the technical support to transmit information to our customer. Then I would just say that technical, <coughs> technological changes are not coming from where we expect they are coming. And to that, you know, I can, uh, of course, the challenge to make flexible our power plant is quite well known. And I love to remind everybody that the most flexible power plant I know from my career is a 1500 megawatt nuclear power station. <coughs> Just to make things a little bit more, uh, you know, you can ramp up almost 70 uh, megawatt a minute, which cannot be made by anything else for the time being. And uh, <coughs> just to, to be a little bit provocative, you know, uh, I like the idea that uh, <coughs> uh, the only way to regulate the regulator is to put a little bit of competition between them. <coughs> uh, 
Uh, and uh, I fully appreciate that in the US, it's an awfully uh, diverse landscape of regulation. You have 52 uh, how the, uh, regulatory commission, you know, uh, one uh, for each uh, single state, and the FERC has limited power for uh, detailed regulation state by state. And there is a real competition of model, and at the end of the day, you know, uh, everybody will uh, consider that after decades, you know, the Californian regulator has been badly wrong many times <laughs> over the last decades, you know. And then uh, this is uh, something, you know, I would uh, also add in my uh, uh, plea for uh, many regulators in Europe, you know, not only for giving a lot of jobs to. Uh, each of you, but also to try to learn from the diverse, uh, diversity of the solution found on grounds. <coughs> um, EU and the uh, environmental target, you know, I tried, I tried to suggest that uh, CO2 price, uh, given uh, what Europe has already done in this direction, could be a good way to try to uh, make progress in this direction. Uh, Europe has been innovative by creating the first uh, uh, CO2 market, you know, it is not working well today, but it's not very complicated to correct it. After that, there is a lot of debate, you know, on how to uh, <coughs> uh, avoid uh, carbon leaks and so on, a full uh, literature of uh, very good economists on uh, how to prevent that. Taxes, import taxes, you know, are a solution. Uh, what is important is to start, you know, and I think uh, Europe can just start by setting a price of carbon, uh, you know, in the range of uh, 20 euro per ton, which would be a great achievement, you know. It is not the way to solve the problem forever, but it is a very good start. And if Europe was concentrating on that and getting rid of a lot of subsidies uh, <coughs> given to renewable, you know, I really believe that Europe can afford to pay another 20 uh, uh, euro per ton of CO2 without putting at risk its uh, competitiveness. When you look at the history, Europe has always been a continent with a high price on energy, of energy, you know. And uh, compared to some other uh, continents, you know, Europe has been able to build the, more efficient, the most efficient uh, economic system in terms of energy, you know, just because the price of energy was higher than in some other countries, you know. Then I think that, uh, you know, to really address climate change is not so uh, costly. But of course, we have to get rid of the implicit subsidy at uh, around uh, 300 or 1,000 uh, euro per ton. When uh, you know you you compare the price we pay for uh, for solar in Hamburg, of course it's more than uh, 1,000 euro per uh, per ton of CO2 avoided. You know, then by being more efficient, you know, I really believe that Europe can start the process to demonstrate that it is possible to progressively change our energy uh, system toward a less uh, carbon emitting one. Um, <coughs> just a comment on that. Uh, and of course, you know, it's, uh, this is something which will be uh, heavily discussed uh, in 2015. And uh, I hope that the focus made by the, Europe, the, the Italian presidency on energy 
is a good preparation for what Europe has to do in uh, 2015, December 2015, which will be probably the last chance to make some progress on climate change at the world level. This conference will take place in Europe, and uh, I really hope that the Italian presidency focusing on uh, trying to make progress on the energy uh, matters in Europe is a good preparation for Europe having a sensible position in the COP21 in December 2015. Uh, of course, I, I'm sure I missed some, uh, some questions, but uh, I stop here and uh, I just want to thank the Florence School of Regulation and Jean-Michel Glachan for uh, its wonderful uh, evening. And I hope you have learned a lot of interesting things and you have a lot of uh, new ideas to make our uh, industry even more interesting than it is today. Good night.